In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Welcome to Shit Show, the <laughs> podcast where we cover history's greatest dumpster fires, past and present. My Nama is Rig, Dynama is Gus, V Gates, my friend. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I've just been on Ancestry.com. I'm going hard. <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm doing spectacularly well. It's good we're in here. It's good we're in here. We're here to deliver the late product to the angriest of people. Yeah, pitchforks are out. But uh, this time, thoroughly my fault, we came in to record. And by in, I mean looked at the door. And I realized that what I'd done is open the door, put beers in the fridge, put the key on the table, shut the door. Yep. The key to get in. Last night was the pits. Ugh. The only good thing was having chats with your wife to stifle my ever-increasing rage. Craggle. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we're here and uh, we are going to present to you again an absolute rip-snorter of an ep. We've, uh, we've got extra 24, 36 hours of prep into it, so... <laughs> It'll be at least 6% better. And not only do we have that extra prep time, we have an extra, well, about a minute and a half of ad time because people have started coming through for us and giving us real dollary dues for us to talk shit. Which is bizarre, especially considering that once you hear these ads, you'll realise that they are both dead set stitch-ups. <laughs> they absolutely are. And here is the very first this ad has been paid for to big up the one and only Chris Barker. Yes, CB, plummet of the stars. And by stars, we mean the entire greater western and northern and southern and eastern city region. Anywhere that will give him money. Anywhere with a toilet. He knows how to lay the pipe, this kid. Absolutely. Dead set thirsty for it. He's got a thirst for the pipe. Chris Barker plumbing. Every time you flush a toilet, you put food in his family's mouth. <laughs> The absolute poetry that is the first paid ad on our podcast called Shit Show, being for a plumber, should be lost on nobody. <laughs> We're in the future going to become the go-to resource for plumbers. We absolutely will be. And do you know what? The great thing about that is that tradies have the money. Oh, yeah. They have both the money and crap loads of driving time. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're the number one market for podcasts. It's so good. But we will start off today, as we always do, with Trainwreck Trophy. Gus, you've gone away and you have found the best train wrecks from the last week. And you're going to tell them about them one by one. And they will be awarded the Trainwreck Trophy. But before we get to that, oh. yeah, you thought it was going to happen. But I haven't forgotten this week. Play the Trainwreck Trophy anthem. You are an utter tightrope walker when it comes to these stings. <laughs> Your eyes were on fire. I was ready. Yeah, you were ready to throw down hard. <laughs> I was just opening up the trap door and pegging you inside. Not today, Satan. Uh, uh. So you are going to give us those, those train wrecks, mate. So what have you got for us? All right. The first one is coming out of Austin, Texas. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Austin, Massachusetts. What? What? Anyway, go on. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
<laughs> geography. <laughs> anyway, so it's coming out of Austin. It is a town called Dripping Springs. Oh, uh, that's gross. What? <laughs> <laughs> if no porn movie has been set there, I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. Well, it's amazing that you bring that up. No way. To this point, no porn has been set there. However, a group of interested and invested local citizens have put together a petition to change the name of the town to honour one of the earliest settlers, Dr. Joseph M. Pound. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you think they they want to change it to, Rick? Pound Town. Pound Town. Oh my god, this is the best! Pound Town, the sexy rural suburb you never knew you never wanted to visit. Oh my god, imagine that new sign as you come into town. <laughs> Welcome to Pound Town, previously <laughs> Dripping Springs. That's <laughs> oh, gross. Holy shit, that is amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's a GoFundMe page and... <laughs> <laughs> and it really does wax lyrical about Dr. Pound and his <laughs> contributions as the earliest doctor in Hayes County, which sounds like the start of a porno. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Pound. What is this lump? Can you investigate it? <laughs> well, well, it's the 1600s. You're dead. We're about to rename the town. What to, Dr. Pound Town? <laughs> Christ. Holy shit. Anyway, that's the first one. Oh, that is amazing. That was short and sharp, but I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the punchline comes early. It does. Just like yeah. the residents of Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> it's those two-minute clips on Pornhub. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the second one is an ongoing one. It's an Aussie guy. He has taken a a case to uh, uh, to the Supreme Court of appeals, uh, where he is trying to sue his previous employer for $1.8 million for bullying. Okay. The reason he is suing them is because his supervisor regimentally farted on him twice a day (laughs) for two years. (laughs) What, what, What a spectacular use of the word regimentally. Like clockwork... Every at, day at at, at training camp, it's amazing. And there's there's so many people involved in this now because I don't know who this guy is. He was working at a construction firm, but somehow has either convinced a no win no fee law firm to represent him, yep. which is terrible case by them. Oh yeah, they must be huge comedy fans. Yeah, yeah. Or he does not need the money and comes from some kind of sick trust <laughs> <laughs> because he basically has. He's suing this engineering firm. Uh, he was an entry-level contract administrator. <laughs> he effectively has said that his former supervisor started farting the day he returned to the head office and took a desk in the communal office space. And this progressed to the point where it had been going on for two years and this guy quit. So I have a question. I mean, when we say regimentally farting, so he's obviously setting his clock to this fart first off. And second, is he like, the the view that I got in my mind was like, literally like if I saw it on a TV show, it's just a guy sitting at a desk and then a bent over ass is just creeping (laughs) into frame, ready to fart in his general face direction. On a slow travelator. Yeah. Just on a dolly coming towards him. Or is he just saying like, 
it is like our Korean hotel room and quickly filling up with methane. I think that was basically it. However, right. he does use the phrase would lift his bum and fart, which makes you think that there's an actual yep. cheek spread yep. occurring. But the best is when they interviewed another of their colleagues yeah. who said, obviously there were incidents where Mr. Short had a propensity to walk over to the printer, which was next to me and I think Mr. Higgs. He sat behind where the printer was and Mr. Short would uh, flatulate. He would <laughs> fart, you know, and that would happen quite frequently. <laughs> So old mate sat next to the printer. Oh. His supervisor would come to the printer, fart on him, laugh, and then old mate, after two <laughs> years of this, because it was a really paper-heavy office, <laughs> just cracked it and went, nah. But where do you come up with 1.8 million bucks? It's, uh, yeah, $1.8 million in damages is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's just it's like... It's so immense. We've, look, I think I could say with relatively high confidence... We've all been farted on before. Oh, yeah. Definitely been farted at in the general vicinity. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way of life. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about this one guy when they said he lifted up his ass because, like, that to me is it's polite and it's healthy because usually it's just the leg cock. The one <laughs> leg gives you enough leverage to get everything out in the open. Yeah. So, <laughs> basically, a judge has heard this original case and handed down a verdict uh, that does not award him $1.8 million. No. Throws the case out and then says, he said the plaintiff appeared offended by people passing wind. I do not accept the plaintiff's evidence about the frequency of Mr. Short's flatulence in the office or that it was targeted at the plaintiff. <laughs> I prefer Mrs. Short and Hamilton's account of the flatulence incident. So the judge has gone, look, mate, you might have felt bullied, but if you're that offended by someone farting on you, you probably deserved it. Yeah. You're That's also, the subtext. You're also in engineering. Oh, yeah. So it's all dudes, a lot of, you know, long hours, poor eating habits. You know, I mean, it's, it kind of comes with the territory, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I also love the, the use of the word targeted. Ooh. Like he was an Olympic archer. Yeah. He, he Just, has that level of skill. Yeah, exactly. Just lining them up <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like javelins. Absolutely. And there's, uh, needless to say, that construction firm has since engaged Chris Barker to do a thorough inspection <laughs> of all bathrooms. <laughs> all right. Third one. Leicester Hospital. The headline. Man is mistakenly circumcised in mix-up. Oh, no way. So, Lester, I'm going to explain to you a medical term which is called a never event. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a never event because it was A, never supposed to happen and B, could have been very easily avoided with just a little bit of care. Right. C, will never happen again. Yeah. So they create these, and they, uh, it's like the, uh, the medical journal of, uh, across the world of Darwin Awards for doctors. Right. This is a never event. And right. what Leicester Hospital has, has done is that they've come out and they've explained that uh, because you have to publicise these. It's like yeah. a naming and shaming thing. Yeah. So this guy came in and he was supposed to be having a cystoscopy, which is a procedure to look inside his bladder 
using a thin camera. Right, yeah, yeah. Instead, he had the end of his knob cut off. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Also, do you know what a circumcision is? Well, obviously not the actual head. (laughs) The skin around it. The mushroom was gone. As an uncircumcised man, it was a terrifying thought. (laughs) The helmet was taken off. It's the hat is missing. Yikes. Anyway, and so they have to release this and say, look, this never event happened. We have apologised profusely to the patient in question. So we also have to declare that this is a never event that occurred due to not taking notice of a previous never event. Leicester Hospital has accidentally circumcised two people in seven years. No way. What? Two fucking people in Leicester had helmets on their cocks and are now walking around (laughs) fully circumcised. Oh, they can feel the breeze. After going in for one is a cystoscopy, the other guy was going in for a prostate examination. Oh, my God. That doesn't even... Not even the same end. Doesn't even require tools. Nope. Why have you got a scalpel for a prostate exam? Jesus. Anyway. See, that would have set off alarm bells for me. Uh, Like, are they knocked out this whole time? No one should go to the hospital. Like, surely... You go, okay, cool. We're, thanks for coming for your prostate exam. We're just about to put you under general anaesthetic. Horror what? show. Yeah. I thought it was... Oh, well, I've never had one. I guess... Yeah, might be painful. All right. Wake up and they're like, Sweet Jesus. congratulations. But congratulations on what? Your new Congratulations, Mrs. <laughs> Nassif. <laughs> you lie. You lie. Um, so then they have to reveal that there's eight other never events that have all happened at Leicester Hospital. No so this way. thing just keeps rolling. A swab was left in some child who had an um, adendoidectomy, which is to remove tissue from behind his nasal passage, oh and a swab God. was left in there. Jesus. Wrong patient surgery. Two patients with similar name notes merged into one, meaning the wrong person had an operation. Three, a patient consented to the wrong surgery due to the consent process not being adequately robust. Four, two cases of unintentional connection of patient to requiring oxygen to an airflow meter. So someone that doesn't require oxygen got oxygen (laughs) pumped into their lungs and then they were like, they woke up on a machine. And they were like, thanks. What? I, I know in. how to breathe. <laughs> a patient had a wrong side angiogram. Is that... Wait, as, what? As in like an angiogram? Like, is that something to do with the heart? was really hoping you'd know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wrong side was angie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then wrong implant prosthesis. Oh, no. The wrong side hip... Was nailed with an implant in an operation. No. Shattering the hip. No. So some bloke came in to fix his bung hip and they had his good his hip, hip fucked up. Oh, no. That is so fucked. Surely after reading that, you'd never go to Leicester Hospital. No. That's, and this is the bit where doctors are going to write in and tell us that all these things happen at yeah, all yeah, hospitals. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't yeah. tell us that. Yeah. Because that makes us lose faith in the whole system. Absolutely. Right now, there's just no faith in Leicester. Yeah, exactly. There's no faith in Leicester. I love how you say no one goes to that hospital. But let me tell you something. There it's will Lester. be people in Leicester that oh, require oh. medical attention. Absolutely. That is ridiculous. Isn't it insane? Anyway, so to recap. Also, yeah. just to go back to what you said earlier in the thing you said, there was like it's like the Darwin Awards for doctors. 
I was just like, I hope to God that was just a funny analogy and that's not a real thing where everyone sits down and goes, lol, we accidentally chopped this dude's leg off. Like, oh. as opposed to like people... like Working the real, medical the, profession fucks people up. The real Darwin Awards is like... People accidentally die yeah, cool. at their it's own just hands like we, through stupidity. They tried to take, you know, a selfie on a balcony and fell off, right? Yeah, strapped a rocket to a car. Dumb shit like that. But if they actually have like a $300 per head four-course dinner with champagne and they all laugh at like fuck-ups and we're like, and here we go, Dr. Smith from Leicester. Dude came in with one hip fucked. He fucked the other hip because he read the, the form wrong. <laughs> Come on down. Um, well, you say that, but I've got mates who are nurses yeah. who will basically take photos of x-rays. Yeah. Blanking out the patient's name yeah. of people that come in with weird stuff in their butt. Oh, yeah. And, and they do the rounds. They yeah. do. You've seen some of them. What The best one that I saw was uh, a bloke who'd come in and it was a Buzz Lightyear doll that he'd put in his butt. <laughs> and then while inside his <laughs> anus, the wings had opened. No! <laughs> and you can see on the x ray. <laughs> The clear no, outline the of a Buzz Lightyear doll oh. with wings open. I, I feel like there are. I mean, sure, there are. Like, They're desensitized. Yeah, the medical mean, profession. They you, totally. You got to be a warrior. I have a, a mate of mine who's a doctor. He will send me random stuff from from time to time. I think he sort of sends me stuff just as a coping mechanism. He, he sent me a message one time, being like, "Had this guy come in today, literally a Ken doll, pull down his pants." Just smooth nub. What? He go and then just followed it up with never get diabetes. Anyway, how are you? Oh, whoa. That is dark. I'm like, you have to stop opening messages like this. To everybody listening, do not trust your GPs. (laughs) They are snakes. (laughs) (laughs) To the GPs listening, you're rich. Get over it. Also, thank you for all your help. (laughs) Don't deny us when we walk into the hospital. Well, I'm not walking into Leicester, that's for sure. (laughs) Keeping that skin on the end of my knob. Uh, Uh, So I'm going to recap the three. The first one is a petition to change Dripping Springs (laughs) to Pound Town. (laughs) (laughs) They are going to get a lot of romantic tourism out of that. (laughs) Two is the man who is trying to sue for $1.8 for being farted on. Three is Leicester Hospital accidentally circumcising a guy. It should come as no surprise to you that the longest section of this whole segment is where I'm going to give the trophy to because <laughs> medical fuck-ups, I just cannot believe that they happen, first off. And two, even though they say, oh, yeah, it's very uncommon, but to have two mistake circumcisions in seven years is two circumcisions in seven years too bad. <laughs> so I have to give it to Leicester Hospital. Amazing. Play the sound. Thank God you said sound because I always forget it's not song. <laughs> it's not a song. Um, just before we move on, the that reminds me coming out of the accidental circumcision of this story that I read while I was doing uh, research of they used to have uh, no anesthetic, and so doctors. Oh, what? And so doctors in like the seventeen hundreds, sixteen hundreds would be judged on surgeons would be judged on how fast they could do a surgery before the patient bled out. And because this thing became like a sport, people would gather around and watch it in like an, a, a massive amphitheater. 
And so the guy who was the fastest knife in America in ha- also holds the record for the most people killed during a single surgery. Oh, so, my God. So what he's done is that he has, um, in amputating a leg, he has managed to, with the first knife stroke, because his record was 28 seconds. What? 28 seconds to amputate a leg. Oh my god! Yeah, that's bone sore shit. Anyway, so he would he was quick. Um, yeah. It, with the first knife incision, people were standing so close that the bloke in the front row, the knife nicked his shirt. The guy thought he'd been cut, had a heart attack, and died. Oh. So that's death one. <laughs> two seconds in. <laughs> the next one with the bone saw. He chops his assistant's hand off. What? Because the assistant's there and it's just like, this thing is a machete yeah. with serrated blades and he hammers it down, lops his assistant's hand off, assistant later dies of gangrene. Oh my God. The guy who he's cutting the leg off bleeds to death. Oh. <laughs> so this guy just <laughs> butchers a room. It is time for you to pick up another another job. Oh, totally. maybe Maybe this whole surgeon thing is not for you. <laughs> he was lauded. Was, what? People would go to him because they'd three, be like... You killed three, three whole, whole people? people? <laughs> anyway. 28 seconds? <laughs> uh, moving on. Yes, moving on uh, to the people's favourite. We probably shouldn't say that because the whole thing that we do is quite good, I like to think. <laughs> but people, people really enjoy this one. It is One Star Reservoir where... Gus has gone away and he's taken the best one-star reviews from the internet, literally anything that can be reviewed, and you've gone away and you've found the best things that you can. What have you got for us, buddy? Well, as a start, I have the sting, you absolute idiot sandwich. Uh, damn it. Yeah! I want to take you to a one-star! I want to take you to a one-star! I want to take you to a one-star! One-star reservoir! What? I've brought dishonor and shame upon my family in dojo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all righty. Well, due to popular demand, I am bringing back the hit. That is Haribo Gummy Bears. Yes. One more long form review. <laughs> it's just the one because it goes for about five minutes. But at the same time, it is back. So I'm going to dive in and bring it to you now. One star, do not bring to sporting events. The place, BMO Harris Bradley Center. The event, Bucks v Spurs. The snack, Satan's Diarrhea Hate Bears <laughs> made by Haribo. <laughs> I recently took my four-year-old son to his first NBA game. He was very excited to go to the game and I was excited because we had fantastic seats. Row C, center court to be exact. I've never sat that close before. I've never had to go downstairs to get to my seats. 24 stairs to get to my seats, to be exact. You'll know why that number is significant (laughs) shortly. His favourite candy is Skittles. Minor anything gummy. I snuck in a bag of Skittles for my son and grabbed a handful of gummy bears for myself that I received for Christmas in bulk from my parents and put them in a Ziploc bag. After the excitement of the first quarter had ended, I take my son out to get a bottled water and myself a beer. We return to our seats to enjoy our candy and drinks. Fast forward until one minute before half time. I've begun to sweat a sweat that is only meant for a man on mile 19 of a marathon. <laughs> I've kicked out my legs so straight that I'm violently pushing the gentleman wearing a suit in front of me forward. <laughs> he is not happy. I do not care. 
My hands are on the side of my seat, not unlike that of a gymnast on a pommel horse, <laughs> lifting me off my chair. My son is oblivious to what is happening next to him. After all, there is a mascot running around somewhere and he is eating candy. <laughs> I realise that at some point in the very near to immediate future, I'm going to have to allow this lava from Satan to forcefully expel itself <laughs> from my anus. <laughs> I also realise that I have to walk up 24 stairs just to get to level ground oh. in hope to make it to the bathroom. I'll just have to hit, sit here stiff as a board for a few moments, waiting for the pain to subside. <laughs> oh, God. About 30 seconds later, there is a slight calm in the storm of the violent hurricane that is going on in my lower <laughs> intestine. I muster the courage to gently relax every muscle in my lower half and stand up. Oh. My son stands up next to me and we start to ascend up the stairs. I take a very careful and calculated step up the first stair. Then a very loud horn sounds. <laughs> Half time. Great. It's going to be crowded. Oh, no. The horn also seems to have awakened the <laughs> Satan's diarrhea hate bears <laughs> that are having a mosh pit in my stomach. It literally felt like an avalanche went down my stomach and I again have to tighten every muscle and stand straight up and focus all my energy on my poor sphincter to tighten up and oh, perform shit. like it's never performed before. <laughs> Taking another step would be the worst idea possible. The floodgates would open. Oh, no. Don't worry. Daddy has a plan. I somehow mumble the question, want to play a game to my son. He, of course, says yes. Sounds like Jigsaw. Oh, it's bad. Jigsaw. He's come out on a trike dressed <laughs> as a clown. <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> my idea is to hop on both feet all the way up the stairs. What? Using the centre railing to propel me up each stair. Oh, my God. My son is always up for a good hopping game, so he complies and joins in on the fun, in inverted commas. <laughs> Some old lady four steps up thinks it's cute that we're doing this. Obviously, she hasn't seen the look of panic on my face. <laughs> Three rows behind me, a man about the same age as me, who must have had similar situations, notices the fear, panic, desperation on my face, <laughs> understands the danger that I long my pants are in, and anyone with a five-yard radius spray zone. He just mouths the words, good luck, man, to me. <laughs> <laughs> I press on. Halfway up and there is no leakage, but my legs are getting tired and my sphincter has never endured this amount of pressure for this long a oh, time. No. 16 steps slash hops later. Four steps to go. My son trips and falls on the stairs. I have two options. No. Keep going knowing he will catch up eventually <laughs> or bend down to pick him up, relieving my sphincter of all the pressure and commotion while ruining the day of roughly the 50 people that are now watching a grown man <laughs> hop up the stairs while sweating profusely next to a four-year-old boy. <laughs> Luckily, he gets right back up and we make it to the top of the stairs. Good. The hard part was over, or so I thought. I managed to waddle like a penguin or someone who was about to <laughs> shit their pants in 2.5 <laughs> seconds to the men's room only to find that every stall is being used. No. Every stall. <laughs> it's half time. Of course, everyone has to shit at the same time. I don't know if I can wait any longer. Do I go ahead and fulfill a dream of every high school boy shit and poop in the in urinal? Oh. What kind of an example would that set for my son? What would this do to him in the future? <laughs> On the other hand, what kind of example would it be for his father to fill his pants with a substance that probably will be unrecognisable to man or science? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, a stall door opens and I think I managed to actually levitate over to the stall. <laughs> My son follows me in. Oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, it was the handicap stall. So there was room for him to be kind of out of the way. I get my pants off and start to sit. I know what taking a giant poo feels like. 
I also know what vomiting feels like. I can now successfully say that I know what it's like to vomit out of my butt. It wasn't pooping. Those Satan's diarrhea hate bears did something to my insides that made my sphincter vomit out of madness. I am now conscious of my surroundings. Other than the war that the bottom half of my body is currently having with this porcelain chair, it is quiet as a pin drop in the bathroom. The other men in there can sense that something isn't right. (laughs) No one has ever heard anyone poop vomit before. (laughs) I can sense that the worst part is over, but it's not stopping, nor can I physically stop it at that point. Oh, my God. I am leaking. It's horrible. (laughs) I call out, does someone have a diaper? Hoping that some gentleman was changing a baby. Nothing. No one said a word. I know people are in there. I can see their toes under the stall. Does anyone have a diaper? I am screaming. My son is now crying. He thinks he's witnessing the death of his father. I can't even assure him that I will make it. Not a word was said, but a random diaper is thrown over the stall. What? I catch it, line my underwear with it, put my pants back on and walk out of that bathroom like a champ. We go straight to our seats, grab our coats and go home. As we're walking out, the gentleman that wished me good luck earlier simply puts his fist out and I happily bumped it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that... <laughs> you, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what, at the beginning of that, I was so excited, and by the end, I am again like last time, sweating, covered in your own juices, <laughs> basting just like that bloke almost was, and his kid. <laughs> oh, so Yuck! Hey, how does that kid recover? So he's just there stood is no recovery in a cubicle and watched his dad basically vomit out of his <laughs> anus <laughs> in a public space. And then put on a diaper. <laughs> that is, imagine your dad gently moaning for a diaper. Oh, and then someone's throwing, lobbing one. No. Like a free throw no, 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 over no. the top of the store. I mean you, Gus. Imagine oh. your father, Peter. <laughs> Moaning in the bathroom for a diaper and then wearing one. Hello, father. <laughs> Welcome to shit thing. <laughs> Everything mum told you was correct. <laughs> Alrighty. Oh. Well, that is the end of One Star Reservoir, which means that it is time for Rig to bring us the plat de jour, the shit show story time. And it is probably going to be one from ancient history, but he's been bucking the trend, going against the bookies recently, yep. and progressively more modern. Yeah. What year are we looking at? So we're in 1897. Ah, you bastard. Yeah, well, you know what? It's not the 1600s, but it's more recently <laughs> than you. So I'm not saying it's not a competition, but I'd be winning. It's, so. it's, old, it's older than me. Well, uh, not me physically. <laughs> It's older than your spirit. I want you to know that I look great for my age. <laughs> uh, pass. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so it's 1897. In classic old white man imperial fashion, France still owns a lot of shit. <laughs> they've, got a, they've, got, they've still got a few hotels on the Monopoly board. Right? <laughs> they've, uh, and one of those hotels is, is firmly on what is, or what was, I should say, definitely not... Is that is now? now. Uh, was French Indochina, which you and many of our listeners might recognise as being the imperial name for Vietnam. 
I didn't, but... I really have to stop making intelligent <laughs> assumptions about you. <laughs> when it comes to geography, I know nothing and just inform me. Yep, exactly right. I will do more telling and less asking. Just colour it in. Yep. So, unfortunately for France, Vietnam was like, what's that first um, Old Kent Road in Monopoly? In Monopoly. So no one lands on it, and then when they do, the money they gain from it is dick. Yeah, exactly. You've got to have a hotel on it. Yeah, absolutely. But a even bougie still, French hotel. But even still, it's not, not worth that much it. money. Uh, but I mean, look, throwing away all the Monopoly references, the they were actually the colonies, in, including Vietnam, were losing millions of francs a year. It's a terrible business model as a start. Yeah, exactly. Let's just take over this country. It'll work itself <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> so in walks Paul Dumau. How do you like that pronunciation, <laughs> sir? Not well. No, no, no. Well, I'd like to see you do better. Paul D O U M E R. Hard pass. Yep, there you go. So in walks Paul Dumau. Thank you. The brand spanking new Governor General of Indochina. So immediately preceding this gig, he was actually the Minister of Finance for France. So I don't care what you call it, but that is 100% a promotion without pay. Sure. It's a, it's a title change. Absolutely. It's like they brought him into the glass office and said, love your work, but we think the colonies are best suited to your skill set. <laughs> Here's a brand new title. Don't worry about the pay. Here are some shiny new business cards. <laughs> They're on bone. Yeah. Eggshell colouring. Even as a watermark. So he gets to the capital, Hanoi. He surveys the place. He takes a deep breath and goes, We. This place is fucked. (laughs) And he's, and you know, the thing is, he's uh, he's kind of right. He's kind of right. Like everyone's living in slums. The place is dirty. There was rampant disease. But he could not, in good conscience, let this go on. For the whites. <laughs> I'm bringing that back, by the way. The whites. <laughs> Do not. It is a bad time I just, to be on that bandwagon. Oh, I hate them so much. <laughs> His first big project is to create a, a sewage system. Uh, Good. Sewage system. I don't really know what the difference between both of them are. So he called up aristocratic Chris Barker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Barker. Toilet. down those pipes. <laughs> Like you would not believe. Toilet consultant to the monarch. (laughs) To to the imperialists. Uh, So, yeah, wants to create a sewage system. Uh, It's it's obviously a symbol of modernity that is taken from France that he wants to bring to the colonies. Waste management for all. Yay, say the whites. Yay, say the Vietnamese. Oh, you're still here, Dumas says to the natives. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll get back to you on that and see what we can do about your side of town. But first, the French section. (laughs) (laughs) So over the next few years, they construct a 14-kilometre underground network. The whites have flushing toilets. And according to the historians, the Vietnamese pretty much just have a drainage system. Oh, that is... Gravity is not that great. Yeah. When it comes to sewerage. And everyone who but like everyone who apparently mattered was taken care of. Oh, I.e. the whites. The whites. That is until they weren't. <laughs> go on. Because when you think sewers, Gus. I don't, but go on. 
You should. Like Chris Barker, if you need... <laughs> Every time you flush a toilet, you put food in his family's mouth. It's literally the best business slogan a plumber's ever had. I know. It's almost unreal. <laughs> but when you think sewers, Gus, what do you think? Once again, this is real... I'm breaking new ground mentally. You sure are. <laughs> and I keep telling myself I have to give up on this call and response <laughs> thing. All right. When I think of sewers, I think of large ninja turtles and a rat <laughs> sensei who is somehow, somehow yep. still alive down there. I get the turtles. They yep. were in the, the ooze. Yeah. Uh, I assume that the rat would die of natural causes at some point. He's like 400 years old. And he's also like six feet tall. It's crazy. But you've so, yeah, <laughs> that's what I think So you of. think turtles and rats. Sure. You're one from two. Rats. Rats, rats are exactly what I'm going to be talking about because by now it is 1902, once this whole thing has been constructed, the vast underground network that has been built has become a haven from predators as well as a breeding ground for rats. Oh, no. And they multiply... Oh, don't they? ...like racist politicians. (laughs) (laughs) They breed like Barnaby Joyce's. (laughs) Absolutely. And like the talking apes of the distant future, (laughs) they want the planet, Gus. (laughs) And they will not stop until they take it. Oh, it's hard how that part of history has just really been sidestepped for the kids when apes ruled the entire planet. I cannot wait until I have kids when I can be like, that's terrifying for us all. Are you kids not learning about the war for the planet of the apes? (laughs) What are you teaching my children? This semester, they're coming to rig school (laughs) pull them out so they they are running free in the streets of hanoi yeah they're being raised by the streets yeah so yeah like we all were sure you'd think dumer is ready to act but no the rats are in the poor part of town (laughs) he has no idea how rats work that is until the following happens knock knock hello (laughs) let's try again Really have to stop this call and response thing. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? The goddamn bubonic plague. <laughs> there's Hello. No, no, there's no uh, way. No, we, no, no, no. There's silence done? after that joke because everyone that meets the bubonic plague dies. <laughs> <laughs> there's just the muffled sound of corpse hitting floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bang. That's, that's, that's how that joke <laughs> ends. So cases of it start springing up. And so Dumer comes up with a plan. He says, Le Rito, we need, to kill, we need to kill these damn rats. They're giving people the booby pee and I'm not about that life. <laughs> <laughs> this is all verbatim, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. It's etched into stone. Yeah, there's a giant monument. It says booby pee on it. Yeah, all the people who perished from the booby pee. Uh, I'm recruiting rat hunters who wants to get paid for killing these rats? Yay, say the Vietnamese. <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay, say the whites. Dumer puts a hand on Pierre's chest and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Not you. <laughs> you. The natives already said yes. You just go back to your flushing toilet and wait for this whole thing to blow over. Maybe sit a couple of plays out, Pierre. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So the Vietnamese rat hunters, paid by Dumer and the colonial government, are sent to kick ass and take names. 
Now, as you can imagine, this was no cakewalk. No. Because it was a rat walk. Rats. Because literally there were so many rats that were walking on them. <laughs> if this turns out that instead of killing the rats, they just befriended them and taught them the ways of the flock, yeah. used them as somehow enormous shoes and sleds. Everyone in Vietnam knew karate. <laughs> <laughs> after coming into contact with these <laughs> sentient rats. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's no cakewalk. Here's what the hunters had to go through, according to historian and author Michael Van, who wrote a paper on this. Yep. One had to enter the dark and cramped sewer system, make one's way through human waste in various forms of decay, and hunt down a relatively fierce wild animal which could be carrying fleas with the bubonic plague or other contagious diseases. This is not even to mention the probable existence of numerous other dangerous animals such as snakes, spiders and other creatures that makes this author's skin crawl with anxiety. I love how it starts going on like an academic journal and ends like an advice column or a restaurant review. Doesn't it? It gets BuzzFeed real real quick, which makes makes me scared AF. (laughs) (laughs) Find out which Vietnamese rat you are by taking this (laughs) quiz. Everybody is Splinter. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only option. They only wrote one part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. It's But like, yeah, I think that's super stupid. How He's just like, yeah, makes this author. It's like, it's not about you, Michael. It's about <laughs> the rats, all right? Just also like that this is the academic source that you've used as research. But he actually wrote a whole book on this thing. Yeah. Well, it sounds more like memoirs and musings of Rat Boy. No, what... <laughs> Featuring Luis Suarez. And who could forget our dear rat boy. <laughs> but uh, look, the, the boys the boys are on early. Sure. They are it's re- a solid first quarter. Oh, they are really on. In the last week of April 1902, 7,985 rats are killed. Rig, I have no frame of reference here. You haven't told me how many rats there are in total. Well, here is... I imagine heaps more than that. Yeah, I mean, here here's the frame, right? Here is the full Grand Theft Auto map. <laughs> Show me. By May, four thousand rats were being killed in a day. So uh, this okay. is now this is now giving you an idea of how much how large the problem was. In June, daily counts daily counts topped ten thousand rats. Are they making a dent? And on June twenty first alone. 20,112 rats met their maker. Oh, huge day. Huge at for the, the boys. At, at, the end, at the end of that day, there is a crap load <laughs> of cheap piss that is <laughs> being sunk by the suicide. Oh, mate. Ah, oh, that's not the word that I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> Did the, you say suicide? <laughs> the side of a sewer. Yeah, that came out weird. <laughs> oh, my God. It slipped out there. <laughs> Yeah, all the Changs. Audio audio show. All the Changs are on Dumer <laughs> yeah. after after June 21st. But to the government's dismay, even with all the bodies hitting the floor, they struggled to make a dent in the rat population. Yeah, because your like, pesky, puny human weapons and hands are no match for a tiny for rat p- dick. <laughs> For the pu- <laughs> for the puny but better suited hands and feet of the rats, <laughs> so what they go back to the drawing board and they say, okay, let's enact Plan B. So Plan B comes into effect, which is effectively open season. <laughs> so abstinence. <laughs> 
All right. The All problem right. here Guys, is that I the rats out. have no look, sexual I education. Have... <laughs> we got to go to the core. Get in the rat it's schools. Like, it's like, monsieur. Get in the rat homes. Monsieur. Give them tiny rat doms. <laughs> Monsieur, this is the thing with the rats. Cool. I'll just read it briefly before I address the people. (laughs) All right, guys. I haven't had a lot of chances to keep on top of the whole rat sitch, but people tell me plan B is now in effect. Guys, use condoms when fucking these rats. (laughs) We cannot have more rats. Just dude whispering in his ears. I'm sorry. No, actual plan B, open season. Anyone can hunt the rats. Right. Hold on, but there's surely pay involved here. Not, no, no, no. It's so, not so like a gift where no, anyone gets to hunt them. No, like like anything good in sales, it is an incentive. So instead of paid hunters just doing the work, regular civilians could get in on the action. All they needed to do was kill the rats, chop the tails off, and hand them into the municipal office. They get one cent per tail. Oh, cool. I cool. thought they were keeping the bodies. I'm like, they're the things with the bubonic plague. Yep. Let's yep. be dumping them and setting them on fire. But just think about what I've told you. So you kill the rats. A lot of blood. You chop off the tail. Yeah. And you collect the tails and you give them into the office. If you ever wake up in the morning, Ooh. and for any of our listeners, any of our listeners, if you ever Rick wake and up... and I do. Yeah. Frequently. If, if you ever wake up in the morning like we do, with your head in your hands and dread going to work, I want you to think long <laughs> and fucking hard about poor Jean... At the municipal office whose job it was to count dead rat's tails. <laughs> He's left the house in the morning. He's kissed his wife, Brigitte. He's given his small children their wine for school. <laughs> Just a full bottle of red. Sent them Au on their revoir, way. Papa. <laughs> oh, fuck. In everything. their little sailor outfits. And then went off to count chopped off parts of dead animals for eight hours a day. <laughs> I think you can type on a computer from, from nine to five in some fluorescently lit skyscraper for 80k a year, Jeff. <laughs> Rig, it was a simpler time. It was a, a horribly worse time. Worse time. <laughs> All of a sudden, tails are coming in left, right and centre. Obviously, the real rat's tails. Not the hairstyle we know and love. I was thinking more from today. I was thinking more long yarns. Yeah. <laughs> People coming in with stories about all the rats they killed. <laughs> Hold on, I got this sick tale. <laughs> so right, rat tales. Rat tales. A song that links up. Exactly with oh. single ladies by Beyonce. Yeah, I love just just going in there. Yeah, actual rat tails with an e. <laughs> it's like, and I saw this huge rat, which was the style at the time, <laughs> scurry across the street, kicked him. I did. This guy comes in, and uh, Jean's like, "Oh fuck, it's Gerard. All he does is come in and tell me stories and ask to be paid. I don't think he understands what a rat tail is. Who <laughs> rat tails? Okay." <laughs> but yeah, so the, the actual <laughs> rat tails with an eye are coming in left, right, and center. The people are loving the money, and Dumer is sitting pretty on his porcelain, functionally <laughs> flushing throne. Yeah, that's one way to get rid of the rats. Yeah, keep covering them in Paul and Pierre's yeah. shit. <laughs> that is until he starts noticing something incredibly peculiar, which we will reveal right after this ad. Today's advertising section is less of an advert 
and more of a PSA and a birthday shout out to Mr. Wesley Lee. Yes, clearly we have priced ourselves far too low because people are just writing in with birthday shout outs. <laughs> As of the 24th of March, Wesley's completed his 34th tour around the sun. And to be honest, we wouldn't have it any other way. Why would we have it literally anyway? Uh, this is obviously not from us. Welcome to 34, buddy. And may there be many, many more years to come. Hopefully. Don't know. Wes might have some vices. We hope you and Michelle are having a rare time in the UK. Drink some beers, party hard, and we look forward to seeing you both soon, whenever and wherever that may be. As in meeting you for the first time, because we do not know who Wes is. No, but you know who does know who Wesley Lee is? Uh, his lovely friends back in Perth who put this all together. So from me, Rig. And me, Gus. Happy birthday, bud. I told you that 50 bucks was heaps too low. <laughs> the good old Perth folk oh. have come out and gone, oh my God, that's like a bottle of milk over here. Yeah. <laughs> the mining boom has been kind to all of your friends, Wesley. Uh, anyway, anyway, back to everyone's favourite cartoon, Rat Tales. Ra- <laughs> Rat Tales. All right. Um, <laughs> Dumer and other French citizens start to notice the weirdest thing. Is it a rat nibbling on their assholes? <laughs> <laughs> because if the rats have climbed up the pipes... They've come up and they've climbed up the pipes. They're thirsty for the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> they are hungry for the pipes. My God. Uh, but they notice the weirdest thing. A, Actually, a police officer by the name of Luckhurst notices it first on mm-hmm. the streets. He notices small droppings mm. everywhere, all over town. They have a massive homeless population at this time. Sure, with tiny assholes. W- yeah. And so one day he sees a homeless person and he's just like, how odd is this? Also kind of gross. So he grabs a piece of bread and then he puts old shit into this sandwich. Oh, my God. And leaves it near the homeless person to eat. What? Yeah. That is surprise poos in the news. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your face. That was not in Vietnam. That was last week in America. Yes. Surprise poos in the news. Play the damn song. Who can it be now? Who can it be now? Who can it be? Fuck everything. <laughs> oh, I yeah. got asked the other day about whether that was going to happen every app, and I'm like, what do you think I'm fucking in on this? <laughs> this is not this is not some kind of staged thing for on air. Like I am literally getting head fucked I know. by these terrible bullshit and stories. And every time you get roped in and I can see it in your face being I like, want to be oh supportive of you. <laughs> Like Jesus a good friend. Christ. This uh, is... <sighs> that dude, by the way, that officer, got fired. Oh, so, well, great. Now I feel fucking amazing. Apparently not the first time he's done something like this, though. The Feed fe- someone a shit sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that in particular, but the female officers at his department were like, Oh, dear. We need to keep the... Uh, we need to keep the women's restroom... <laughs> yeah, com- completely, away from completely, the women. <laughs> completely clean. And he's just like... Need it clean. Gotcha. So him and two of his male co-workers 
shit the hell out of the toilets there and then uses like tapioca pudding to look like shit and smear it all over the women's seats. Yeah, look, I haven't had that much experience with tapioca pudding. However, there is a real sort of pungency about about shit that I assume tapioca pudding does not have. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, yeah, obviously that dude is the worst, but surprise poos in the news, suck it. Oh, wow. We go Straight off the back of a fucking ad. I know. Yet when you least expect it. Never going to find out the conclusion of the bu-poo. No, 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 the booby pee. <laughs> so, as I was saying, Dumas and the other French citizens start to notice the weirdest thing. So they start to see things scurry across the street at night, but something is missing. They think it's just a one-off, but no, they keep seeing the same thing over and over again, it's like a glitch in the Matrix. It's rats without tails, Sacre isn't bleu. Oh, my God. Are all those tailless rats... We, oui, monsieur. Oh, fuck. Tailless rats. You bet your coup they were. Of that course means they us are. in French. Yeah. I looked it up. <laughs> Hashtag research. Coup means us. Yep. Yeah, they don't teach you that in Tappy Volant. They <laughs> definitely don't. Le chat sur le table. <laughs> Yuck. These Vietnamese geniuses cottoned on pretty quick. If you're bringing all the tales of proof of a rat's death, why would you need to kill the rats at all? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the people... The peasants, they have found a way to cheat the system, haven't they? They sure have. If you just chop off the tail and let it go, it can make more rats with tails. Sure can. It is hashtag free money. Peter Casey, good friend of the show. (laughs) Can we put some sort of riches, sort of like raining money sort of thing happening in the background? We sure can. Here's this sting. Yeah, that was the only sting oh. I had ready. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent 15 minutes pulling that one up after our, you, after our you, bit. You glorious son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the free money sting. Do we actually have a money sound? Yeah, here it is. Why did I expect anything? This is this is reverse this is, surprise. This is reverse. <laughs> I finally have oh a weapon. No, oh, a right. weapon of redemption. But no, 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 no. Just we can just do a quick. We can just do a quick. And I'm fucking serious. Don't do it. Yeah, I got it. Hold on. <laughs> Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) For people who are wondering how this is being done live, we're stopping. Then I'm spending 10 minutes (laughs) while Rick plays on his phone and then dropping the sting in. So he's hearing all this shit for the first time. Yes, eat it. (laughs) I hate you. Oh. It's probably the most jagged edit. I apologize to all editors. So good. All right. Oh, so, yes. Oh, so, <laughs> it's the return of hashtag free money. The last straw for the government was when health inspectors found functioning rat farms on the outskirts of Hanoi. <laughs> the exact opposite. You promised. <laughs> what they were trying to do. You promised me dog or hire. <laughs> Couldn't even sell the rat milk. Uh, and the bounty was completely scrapped. So vast changes came into effect after this and a new system involving actual rat corpses was implemented, essentially eradicating the rodents in Hanoi. 
is what I would say if this wasn't called shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened, Gus. <laughs> the people of Hanoi just copped it sweet and have been living with rats ever since. What? In 1906, there was an actual outbreak of the booby pee and 263 people died. Mostly Vietnamese people in the slums. People crying in the streets. What the fuck? My slums! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, it's not amazing they died. It's not. It's, it's not. terrible. The gag is good. No, but it's not all doom and gloom. It isn't. It's not all doom and gloom. In a happier ending, old mate Paul Dumer, the governor general, went back to France and eventually became president. He was assassinated, Gus, the following year. Bullet to the base of the skull. (laughs) By a rat. They finally (laughs) got their revenge. They'd spent 27 years building a rat weapon. Oh, my God. Imagine if they got wind of the assassination attempt and was just like, we might have a rat in the ranks. And then he suddenly starts sweating (laughs) and he's like, an actual rat. (laughs) Anyway, that is the story of the Great Hanoi Rat Massacre of 1902, colon, rat tails. <laughs> 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 rat tails. Oh, oh my God. Why? Wow. God. That is a banger. Yeah. Great work, mate. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> Phenomenal. All righty. Well, we are edging closer and closer to, to our- death. <laughs> 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 the whole time we've been recording, <laughs> you can't see it, but we can. We've had a loose rat in the studio. <laughs> Straight from Hanoi, and he looks pissed. (laughs) He's been putting together a rifle in the corner. (laughs) Uh, We are mere episodes away from our first people's show. We are. Um, It is is going to be huge. We are going to be turning it on for you. If If you're selected to have content part of the show, you will have free drink... Possibly, a a lo- s- not plural. <laughs> possibly, you will have possibly free drink. plural. You will have free drink. <laughs> no, no. Our manager Gergs has said that definitely we will turn on uh, free booze for the people who are involved. Yep. Uh, Gergs, if you're listening, that was part of that meeting <laughs> that you tuned out of. <laughs> Welcome to the party. And this was you, Gergs, on the phone call. Quote. Yes. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, you'll be able to come into the dungeon. It's not really a prize. It's more of a fucking punishment. punishment. <laughs> but at the same time, you will get free booze. You'll get to introduce your uh, your content on air. Yep. Uh, and we'll be making sure that everyone walks away with some uh, Gus and Rig merch as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be on the show, in here, with us, with beers, on the cast... Please get in touch with us. Get in touch with us through Instagram at Gus and Rig. You can also go onto Facebook. Shit show is what you'll put in that search bar. Or you can send us an email, especially if it's a bit of a longer piece and you want to come in because we'll have to judge it before you come in here. Shitshow.au at gmail.com. We've started getting things through. Obviously, that's how these ads are coming about. But guys... Get in touch with us. Be part of the people's show. If you want to get an ad on here, stitch up your mate, which is 100% of the ads thus far. Get in touch. Absolutely. That's uh, all we have time for. Cheers, guys. See ya. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-